Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hi, let me, let me talk my talk. You living life as a gringo Where you question where you fit in every time you mingle They say you do this with not enough that My rapping is really bad <laughs> This life as a gringo Yes, hello and welcome to another episode of Life as a Gringo I am Dramos, of course Man, and uh, yeah, we're back after, I guess, a little bit of a break You could say for the Thanksgiving weekend I hope everybody had an incredible time spending it with uh people that you love, as well as just enjoying some incredible meals. I know I had a great time spending it with my immediate family and the leftovers and all that good stuff was just absolutely incredible. It was also nice to just kind of have like a bit of that break where like you're not expected to be, you know, like on like answering emails and all that kind of stuff. I felt like it was nice to kind of get lost in not knowing what day it was, uh, at least for, you know, a couple of days and and being able to kind of have that extra day for the weekend was definitely much needed and i'm incredibly grateful for that which actually brings us to today's topic for the show and that is the idea of gratitude and and the positive effects on our lives you know the the ability to be grateful for all that we have um that it actually has on like our mental psyche i know for me uh, I, I try and make it a habit that every day when i'm taking a shower i try and um out loud talk about three things that i am grateful for and and really just focus in on them. And I feel like it kind of just puts you in like a really good headspace. Um, and there's a lot of like recent studies uh, about mental health um, and, and the effects of gratitude. I mean, we've all seen like those gratitude journals and things like that. And they're all incredibly effective to really make yourself present to all that is going on as far as uh, positive things in your life. And also aside from like, I guess the holidays uh, bringing this up, there was also, of course, the untimely death of Virgil Abloh who's just a cultural icon when it comes to the world of fashion and music. Um, so it just kind of got me thinking. So we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit further on in the show uh, for our Mi Gente segments. And of course, we'll also hear from y'all in our Ask a Gringo segment. Before all that, though, we'll do a deep dive and kind of break down what psychologists and their studies have found in regards to people and the positive effects that happen on people's lives as a result of them expressing their gratitude. Uh, before that, though, I do want to quickly mention um, no shows next week at all. I will actually be out um, next week on, on Saturday. I'm actually going to be leaving for a retreat where I'm not allowed to have any contact with the outside world. No phones, no technology, no nothing. Um, and, and we're going to be kind of diving into a bit of my man, my mental and some of those childhood traumas that I've been holding on to. Um, I'll be doing a lot of healing work. Uh, with some with some professionals for the next week. So I'm really excited uh, and a bit nervous about that to kind of just dive into all the things that make me tick. But all of this is, of course, doing the work and, and trying to become a more um, evolved human being and, and break some of those generational curses that I feel like we all are, are guilty of carrying around. So just wanted to let y'all know so you have a heads up, no shows next week, but we'll follow up after that. 
Before that, though, we do have a show, obviously, today. So let's do our deep dive on gratitude in a segment we call For the People in the Back. Say a lot for the people in the back. Okay, so like I said, um, you know, I personally try and follow this plan of gratitude. I try to make it a part of my morning routine. And you you often hear people talking about um, gratitude. I know when, you know, my time in therapy, it's been mentioned to me that I need to have a gratitude journal um, because I just think it's so normal for us in the course of like daily life as we're moving and as we're chasing goals. And especially if you are a like high achiever, once you check a goal off, you go and throw another one on there. It's easy to kind of just get caught in the rat race and not be able to kind of realize just how how much you have, how good you have it, um, all that you have to be thankful for. And that's all like a reflection of, of not being able to actually be fully present. And the idea of, of expressing gratitude, uh, you know, helps you kind of get to that place where you're able to really be be in the moment. Like it's often uh, said that um, our body's in the present, but our mind often goes to the past and the future. And, and the idea of gratitude kind of helps you uh, to a degree tap into your body and, and getting into that present moment. Uh, and, and I actually want to read what some of the professionals, they describe gratitude as. Now, I'm pulling this off from um, an article on positivepsychology.com. And they, uh, they pull up a quote from the Harvard Medical School when describing gratitude. And they say, quote, a thankful appreciation for what an individual receives, whether tangible or intangible. With gratitude, people acknowledge the goodness in their lives. As a result, gratitude also helps people connect to something larger than themselves as individuals, whether to other people, nature, or a higher power. They also go on to give another definition that says, uh, quote, the appreciation of what is valuable and meaningful to oneself represents a general state of thankfulness and or appreciation. And in this article, it's a super, super long uh, article. I'll put it in the show notes if you really want to check it out. Um, they go go through all different like phases of, of gratitude and, and, you know, from everything from like religious and, and spiritual perspectives on gratitude to philosophical ones. Um, the one thing I wanted to point out from the article was uh, this list they made of nine recent psychological findings that were related to the study of gratitude. And they preface this by saying more recently, positive psychology has expanded research on the importance of gratitude, largely led by researcher Robert Emmons. Emmons has authored several papers on the psychology of gratitude, showing that being more grateful can lead to increased levels of well-being. Some of Emmons' work has also dealt specifically with gratitude in a religious setting, highlighting how feeling special towards a higher power may lead to increased physical health. And that's actually interesting. And I actually think that to me, you can listen back to that episode that I have when it comes to spirituality versus religion. But I think that that is why so many people feel good in places like church, because you're giving them something to believe in and feeling like something is watching over them and reacting to all that they're doing. Right. So it's like you're giving them this kind of guiding light um, and this sense of of comfort that something is going to catch them when they fall, essentially. Right. And even growing up, like when you're praying, like when you're saying grace, like if you think about that, right. Like you're you're basically uh, thanking God for for providing you that meal, right? That time with your family, all of the above. So that actually is expressing gratitude. Obviously, not in those words. We're not taught, hey, this is gratitude. But you know, you're sitting there giving thanks to God, glory to God for all that that he or she has provided for you, and it does bring you to this present moment where you kind of have to sit there and 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 you know, and kind of bask in the thing that you are in fact being grateful for, right? It's bringing you presents to the meal you're about to eat. Um, to the people that you're sitting at that dinner table with. And that's the beauty of it. And that also leads me to my arguments about like religion and, and things like that. They're more so um, just tools to kind of give us these these ideas, right? Like they're, they're able to give us these faces, um, you know, so rather than us saying like, you know, uh, we need to express our gratitude every day in kind of just this very general way, you're saying, oh, no, you need to thank this specific entity um, for providing you with all that you have. and, and it's something you need to do, right? So like it's religion is giving us the structure, I guess I should say is the word I'm looking for, um, the confines in order to do these different things. But at the end of the day, that's really just like being present and, and expressing gratitude when you really think about it. And that's actually just something I'm realizing now um, from, from reading this article as we're talking. And again, you know, I'm not here to take away faith, faith beliefs and re- organized religion or anything like that. 
you know, more power to you. But I think a lot of the stories and a lot of the rituals around it are kind of like, again, giving you the structure and the blueprint to uh, adapt some of these tools that that we know are necessary for our own happiness. But back to this article. So again, here are the nine recent psychological findings that are related to the study of gratitude. And I'll try to go through them relatively quickly. Uh, The first one they list is enhanced well-being. They say expressing your thanks can improve your overall sense of being. Furthermore, gratitude is related inversely to depression and positively to life satisfaction. That's not to say that depressed people should simply be more grateful as depression is a very complicated disease and struggle for millions of people. Instead, perhaps gratitude practices need to be a part of the therapy and treatment for people who struggle with depression. And that definitely makes sense. I mean, I think for me, you know, times that I've been depressed, often, um, you know, my mind will start racing to all that I don't have, right? My mind will start operating in this place of lack. And obviously the opposite of that, combating that, would be to sit down and remind yourself of all that you do have, you know, in spite of, of like, while I don't have this, I do have, you know, clean clothes. I do have a roof over my head. I do have a stable job, all of the above, right? Like those different things to kind of bring you back down to, to reality, um, to realizing that you, you have at the very least what you need, hopefully, at least. And, and obviously I'm speaking generally here. Um, you know, some people are in dire, dire circumstances, but my point being that it's uh, not as bad as our depression tries to make it out to be. And I think that's what gratitude in those moments actually does for you. It makes you realize that. The second thing they list is deeper relationships. They say gratitude is a powerful tool for strengthening interpersonal relationships. They say people who express their gratitude for each other tend to be more willing to forgive others and less narcissistic. So this is great. I mean, obviously, I, I've talked a couple of times about narcissists on the show when it comes to family and the holidays and things like that. But um, even with this, when it comes to your relationships, right, your romantic relationships, I think that the more you actively are acknowledging how incredible that human being is and how much, um, you know, joy they're bringing to your life, I think the easier you you will find to look past some of their faults. Now, obviously, there are extremes when it comes to faults. I'm just kind of talking about like, you know, uh, little things like leaving the toilet seat up or whatever, you know, whatever things piss you off or annoy you about your partner. Um, I think. Those, those couples who are able to stay together are able to realize the balance if you're like thinking about it on a scale that the good of this person and the things that you love about this person um, far outweigh any negative things that you might have on the other side of the scale. And I think that's what they're talking about there. Now, they go on to say improved optimism. And they talk about a study that Dr. Edmonds did in 2003 uh, in, in, in exploring the impact of practicing gratitude. And he says, after 10 weeks, their research conveys that people who focus on gratitude showed more optimism in many areas of their lives, including health and exercise. And they go on to say, when people are optimistic about their well-being and health, they may be more likely to act in ways that support a healthy lifestyle. And obviously that makes sense. I mean, you think about times in your life when you're like sad, you go through a breakup, whatever it is, and like you start eating those comfort foods, that ice cream and all that kind of shit that's like not good for you. Or you go out drinking and doing all kinds of different things that aren't good for you. You're, you're doing all that because you feel like you're in a dire state where like things, you know, are terrible and couldn't possibly get any better. And obviously, they're talking about optimism. Some people who are practicing gratitude and are then as a result showing more op- optimism are then also actually making healthier decisions in their life when it comes to their, their health. Number four is increased happiness. And I like this one. I was almost, I was almost going to skip this because like, duh, obviously, it brings you increased happiness. But then the, one of the lines they do say in the article is in the pursuit of happiness and life satisfaction. Gratitude offers a long-lasting effect in a positive feedback loop of sorts. Thus, the more gratitude we experience and express, the more situations and people we may find to express gratitude towards. And and I I stopped at this part because what rings kind of close to home for me is this idea of the pursuit of happiness, right? Like I'm on this never-ending journey, it feels like. And I've talked about this a few times where it feels like, you know, I'm always like running this, uh, you know, on this hamster wheel of never, of it never being enough, always wanting something more, always wanting something more. I achieve one goal and I already have another one to replace it. And I'm, I'm like always constantly chasing that. So for me, the idea of, of gratitude and it forcing you to find peace with the way things are right now, not only find peace, but but more so find happiness with the way things are. I think it it takes a bit of that pressure away from that, like, endless pursuit you know of, of something more like i had lunch with with one of my friends um today one of my friends from high school who i haven't seen in a long time 
and and after it came to an end, he was like, all right, well, I, you know, I got to head back to got to head back to work. I actually have to go to work. And and uh, and he's like, what are you going to do, you know, for the rest of your day? And I was like, yeah, you know, I mean, obviously I got to record my podcast and all that kind of stuff. But it's kind of, you know, whatever I, I kind of feel like I, I'm going to get done today, whatever I feel like feel like doing, it's kind of all on my own schedule and on a set time or anything like that. Um, and the reality is I went home and took like a nap with my dog. And that's a pretty fucking incredible thing. Like to to be in a place in my life where I'm in a home that I own, I'm doing things that I love, I have money in the bank. And on a Monday afternoon um, after lunch, I can go home and just take a nap with my dog and, and nothing bad happens. I didn't miss out on anything. Um, you know, nobody's breathing down my neck about getting something done. Like that's a pretty amazing, amazing thing. And I'm actually having a moment of gratitude right now as I'm you're recording this. But I'm I'm pointing that out because another version of me, um, you know, probably just a few months ago would be like yelling at myself, like, you're not doing enough, you're not doing enough, you know what I mean? And trying to up like and 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 kind of like not even allow himself to realize how beautiful that moment is that that you've gotten to a place in your life where you have that much control over your your day to day, you know, because man, six months ago, that wasn't the case at all. You know what I'm saying? A, a year ago, it definitely wasn't the case. Two years ago, not even an idea, you know? So while I may not be at the at the place that I, I hope or I, that I envision, it's also important that I take a second to realize how far I've come and that, you know, God forbid, if it doesn't get any bigger than this, I've created a pretty fucking amazing life for myself where I get to do a lot of what I want to do and, and, and surround myself with people that I enjoy being around. I know that was incredibly long winded. I apologize, but that that's just like a, I, I guess um, you know what I'm realizing in the in the middle of recording this as well. So, and actually, that feels like a good place to to take a break. So we'll take a quick break and then we'll be right back. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. Stay Farm is also a big supporter of My Cultura Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, Stay Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you get your podcasts. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. All right, we are back, and I want to dive uh, back into this list of the nine recent psychological findings uh, related to the study of gratitude. And number five on this list is actually stronger self-control, which is interesting. The article says uh, self-control helps with discipline and focus. Long-term well-being can benefit from self-control. Self-control helps us stick to the better choice for our long-term health, financial future, and well-being. Being thankful can provide us with the resolve we need to make choices in our lives that serve us emotionally and physically in the long run. And I find this to be super interesting because I think that oftentimes you're going to run into people in your life that try and make you feel lesser than or, you know, that even just the idea of keeping up with the Joneses, right? And I'm sure we've all had times in our lives that we've done things, bought things, dressed a certain way, said certain things 
just because we were trying to keep up with others or impress others or prove our worthiness or our value to others, right? And this is basically talking about the idea of, of really practicing gratitude um, gives you the strength, the courage, the resolve, and, and what they're saying here, the self-control to actually not put yourself in a position where you make a, you know, a, a rash decision, uh, let's say financially. Like if somebody's trying to make you feel self-conscious about your way in life and then all of a sudden, you know what, I'll, fuck it, I'm going to go max out my credit card buying some Gucci outfit to impress everybody, you know? Um, they're basically saying that people who practice gratitude are able to kind of stop in the moment and realize, you know, their life is, is great as is and they don't need to go out and, and do this this thing uh, that will essentially set their long-term version of themselves back a bit. And, and one more quick thing it says with this is a study in 2014 found that self-control significantly increased when subjects chose gratitude over happiness or feeling neutral. And that's pretty fast. So you choose gratitude over happiness. And I've never actually thought about this necessarily uh, in this way, but it makes sense. I mean, essentially you're saying be happy with what you have, right? We've always heard that that saying from our parents or, or any, you know random people in our lives, but they're saying that it's more important to choose to be grateful than to try and actually make yourself happy. And I, I'm assuming what they're implying and in, in keeping it in this sort of section is that we often chase outside things for our own happiness when the reality is that most of us have everything we need to actually be happy in that moment. All we have to do is actually express our appreciation for those things and the people that we have in our life in that moment. So I think that's definitely food for thought right there. Gratitude over happiness. I love that. Number six on the list is better physical and mental health. And this is really interesting. They say research performed in 2015 showed that patients with heart failure who completed gratitude journals showed reduced inflammation, improved sleep, and better moods. This reduced their symptoms of heart failure after only eight weeks. The human body is fucking amazing when you read stuff like that. And I'm not even going to try and break this down from some sort of like scientific or, or medical thing because I have no idea about how the fuck this is even possible. But it's just incredible, um, I think, to point out how connected your mental health and your physical health, your physical well-being really all are. Like after only eight weeks, people using gratitude journals, just showing gratitude for, for what they had each day. Um, were actually able to reduce their symptoms of heart failure, which is absolutely crazy. That, that's just, man, that blows my mind and just shows you, again, that how you really do need to prioritize your, your mental well-being. Number seven, they say on the list, uh, an overall better life. And for this one, they actually pull a quote from um, a Wall Street Journal article. And the quote says, adults who feel grateful have more energy, more optimism, more social connections, and more happiness than those who do not according to studies conducted over the past decade. They're also less likely to be depressed, envious, greedy, or alcoholics. And that's from a Melinda Beck. And I mean, this makes complete sense to me. I think that when you take care of your, of your mental, and, and gratitude is a big part of that, you're going to attract more incredible things, right? Just overall, having a more positive outlook on the world is going to put you in a position to attract more positive things. And that I'm reading that from like the idea that they say you have more social connections. Well, obviously, you know, nobody wants to be around somebody who's miserable and complaining all the time. We want to be around people that are happy uh, and, and make us like, you know, stop and, and reflect on how great the world actually is. That's the kind of person that I'm sure most of us want to be around, right? So the idea of, of being somebody who's truly grateful and practicing gratitude each and every day, um, yeah, inevitably, obviously, is going to lead to more social interactions uh, and more optimism and energy and all the above, like, like like they just said. That makes perfect sense. And to me, it's pretty obvious. Now, number eight, um, I guess, is a bit surprising, but not necessarily when you think about the effects that like your, your brain, your mental has actually on your body. Number eight is stronger athleticism. It says that studies from researcher Lung Hung Chen found that an athlete's level of gratitude for their success can influence their levels of well-being. More specifically, adolescent athletes who are more grateful in life are also more satisfied and tend to have higher levels of self-esteem. And I, I think about this, um, you know, obviously, so they're saying, you know, you're you're feeling grateful for for all that you have and your success as an athlete that's leading to higher self-esteem. And and then when you then kind of go forward on that mindset of, OK, what are the benefits of a higher self-esteem? I mean, you look at somebody like Michael Jordan, who like knew he was a shit and and uh, that definitely fueled him to to dominate on the basketball court. I, I think confidence is, is is an incredible 
tool if you're able to kind of get there, right? Like I can think about the times where I felt really confident in my craft. And I know that that's when I'm when I'm at my best, right? I'm not holding back. I'm truly being me. Um, and I think that that's what they're talking about here is that, you know, when athletes are practicing the sense of gratitude and as a result are getting more um, confidence and, and self-esteem, they're able to get into more of a flow state, you know what I mean? And not be questioning themselves, but more so just doing what they do. And that is being great, essentially. And the last one that they're listing here is stronger neurological based morality. And if you're sitting there wondering what the fuck does that mean, you're you're not the only one. So I'm going to read it to you. It said, uh, one study measured the brain's response to feelings of gratitude with functional magnetic resonance imaging. Still sounds like a foreign language to me. Let's keep reading. These researchers elicited feelings of gratitude in their participants and found that gratitude increased activity in the areas of the brain that dealt with morality, reward, and judgment. Now, this was a study done in 2015. And this is ongoing, but they say that um, these neural findings are interesting and beget further studies. And they pose a the question, is gratitude associated with morality? And they go on to say, if so, this supports why philosophical and religious thinkers have used gratitude in the information and maintenance of their societies. So I guess kind of breaking that down, you talk about morality, right? You're talking about good and bad, good and evil. Uh, the idea that you have something else guiding your choices, a, a higher power. And I think that kind of goes back to my idea about religion. Obviously, they talk about religion here, but like the symbolism in it to to essentially make you a better person, right? We're taught these stories, we're taught about God, you know, this idea of heaven and you have to be a good person to get there and give all praises to God, give thanks to God for all that you have in your life and um, keep God in mind essentially when you're making decisions here uh, in this world. And essentially building off of what we were talking about before, like the idea of, okay, if you're giving thanks to God for everything that you have and you're so happy that God has provided you with all of this, you in turn aren't going to want to upset God, right? So that means that your moral compass and the, the ways that you interact in this life are going to be guided by the fact that you don't want to upset this entity, this being that is providing you with so many incredible things. So that's why it makes sense that gratitude also leads to people's, you know, increase in in morality. And, and I'm sorry if I'm ruining the like smoke and mirrors about religion for anybody who truly is a believer. I'm not here to take that away. I think my brain just works in this more like analytical and logical type of way where I want to like break down why people believe so strongly in religion and why uh, it is so beneficial for so many people, you know? So again, I apologize if I'm taking away the smoke and mirrors, but just like if I'm thinking about it in that context, to me, that all all makes sense, you know, in like this weird roundabout way. I hope I don't lose anybody uh, with that. But it is interesting to me in reading all nine of those things, just how profound the idea of gratitude truly is. Like I know for me growing up, it's just something you hear as a kid, like, oh, just be happy with what you have, right? And and you don't think about it too much. It just kind of seems like something, um, you know, your parents probably tell you to make you stop asking for something, essentially. But I think it points out this really kind of innate flaw that like the, of the human condition, essentially, right? Like, think about, you know, something you were striving for, some sort of goal, right? And then think about now in the present moment, like, do you view it the same way that you did when you were striving for it? And I'll use myself as an example. Like, you know, I'm, I'm checking myself right now as, as I as I say this, like for years, I thought about, yo, how dope would it be to like be able to do podcasting as your job? You know what I mean? And now I'm sitting here years later and that is my job, you know, and, and there are times where I might be like, oh, I'm not really, you know, feeling it today or complaining about something related to whatever the case or just complaining about work in general. And the reality is the version of me two years ago would was chomping at the bit for an opportunity like this. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's just funny that we as human beings begin to take for granted the very things that we held up on a pedestal at one point. And I think that's why it's incredibly important. We were talking about relationships earlier where expressing gratitude for your relationship why that's so important as well right because think about you know your your relationship i'm sure people here have been together with people for a certain you know for a long period of time i know some of you listen some of you um who i've talked to are, are married think about you the the first date that you went on with that person right like the amount of intention that that hopefully went into it right whether it was like the amount of time you spent getting done up for the date um, the amount of money you spent trying to, you know, uh, impress this person, the amount of planning that went into it. And then you think about as you go on in your relationship, uh, the 
effort that you're putting into it becomes less and less, right? And I'm not um, calling anybody out. I, I, I've been there as well. Like, I think it's human nature to kind of get comfortable and get complacent. And I think that's why you hear a lot of couples who've been together for a long time, um, you know, kind of talk about the need for like spontaneity and all those different things. And they're essentially talking about the the key, I think, to a lot of that, kind of, a lot of the success of those relationships. And I think in general, you can use this for anything is finding ways to treat it like new. And what you're saying is by find, trying to find ways to keep it new, you're essentially saying find ways to appreciate it, right? Appreciate it the same way you did when you first got it before you began to take it for granted, you know? And again, human nature, we all do that. But I think when we're talking about this stuff, the idea of like a lot of the conversations that we're having with this one right here, it's like, how do you become present to the flaws uh, of yourself and also just us as human beings? Um, and once we recognize it, how do we put into action ways that we can overcome th those flaws that we've inherited just as a result of being a human? And obviously, this idea of gratitude, expressing it regularly uh, with the ideas of gratitude journals. And like I was saying before, right, I list, list three things um, out loud every morning that I'm grateful for. They're just tools to help you get present and to to appreciate things and to appreciate the things that you have in your life and the people that you have in your life so that you don't lose the appreciation for all the amazing things that you have in your life uh, and all the amazing people that you have in your life. And with that said, let's get into the Mijente segment of the show. We're going to talk about Virgil Abloh. His passing definitely um, inspired me to want to have this, this conversation. So we're going to get into that and kind of my reasoning behind uh, the inspiration. But first, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tuda shows wherever you get your podcasts. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Okay, so so over the weekend, um, I'm sure most of you have heard of the passing of Virgil Abloh, uh, who is just an icon in the fashion and music industry as both a uh, DJ and also more people know him as a designer. Um, he was the creative director for Louis Vuitton. He was also um, the guy behind a lot of Kanye's visuals. Also, his brand Off-White, which I'm sure a lot of people have seen, the collaboration that he has with Nike, um, those crazy sneakers that have like the quotes on them. Uh, those That's all his stuff. And he's done a bunch of different incredible, incredible things uh, in the world of fashion and music. And I think he, and, and I think like any death, it, it gets you thinking about your own mortality, right? I think it does that for all of us. And, and obviously, you know, in a couple of days, most of us will move on to, to something else and we'll totally forget about this. But um, it's important to take that present uh, moment, that gift of, of something like this, because 
you think about somebody like him, you know, all the money in the world, essentially all the success in the world. And he still leaves us and leaves his family behind at a very young age. Um, I believe he was 41 and and died from a, a rare form of cancer that he was secretly battling. And I guess I'm, I'm, what I'm trying to get to is is the fact that you have to take the time to be present and appreciate all that you have, because as we see with him, it all could change tomorrow, right? Like we all hear this tomorrow's not promised. And it seems like this sort of very um, cliche line that we hear, but it, it's really fucking true. Like, you know what I mean? Like literally tomorrow is not promised to you. And I would hate to look back on my life and feel like I was so caught up with trying to obtain all the things that I didn't have that I then took for granted all the things and people that I did actually have, right? That I didn't actually appreciate them the way that I should have while I was here on this earth. And I think that's kind of where my mind started going um, when I, when I saw his death uh, and, and, and kind of what inspired me to, to want to talk about this a bit on a deeper level and do a bit more research on just the idea of gratitude and, and appreciation and all that. And yet, and this quote I saw going around loosely has to do with what we're talking about, but I just thought it was impactful. And it's a quote from him. It says, uh, life is too short that you can't waste even a day subscribing to what someone thinks you can do versus knowing what you can do. And and to me, I, I guess in the topic of gratitude and things like that, it's like, hey, yeah, life is far too short to to waste even a day doing anything that, you know, doesn't bring you joy um, or interacting with people who don't bring you joy. But also we can't waste time placing value or appreciation on things that don't actually matter or people that don't actually matter. Right. Like so many of us are chasing validation from some sort of outside source. Right. We're trying to fit into certain spaces. We're trying to fit in with a a certain crowd. And in doing that, we're not actually appreciating our own natural gifts, our own natural abilities, our own uniqueness that makes us incredibly special in this world. And I say that like for me, you know, I, I know that for me, I've had a lot of different times where I've tried to fit into what was already happening, essentially, right, and and getting frustrated with myself where I was feeling like, man, I'm not talented enough to hang around this group, to fit into this circle, to work at this type of job. And in doing that, I wasn't appreciating the things that I actually am incredibly good at and that actually I would find success in, right? Like I was appreciating the things that other people were appreciating rather than the my own greatness. It's like um, I'm trying to go and like sleep in somebody else's bedroom and they have a twin size bed. So I'm like, curling myself up in a tiny ball so I can fit um, into their bed with them and, and whatever group of people I'm trying to get into. And like the irony is that in the next room over, which is my own room, I have a king size bed that's literally my own bed there. But instead of enjoying like a comfortable night's sleep and, and embracing um, that room that I have, I instead am placing value on sleeping in this twin size bed with a bunch of other people uncomfortably just because I'm valuing those people rather than my own like comfort, essentially. I'm not sure if that analogy works per se. Um, but I guess what I'm trying to say is that you have to um, be grateful and appreciate the gifts that you do have instead of trying to constantly remind yourself of the ones that you don't have. And, and also in that, appreciating the things that you're passionate about instead of just going along with something else because it's what the rest of the world is deeming valuable. You know what I mean? Like you have to just find that appreciation for yourself. I think gratitude goes that way as well. Like I thank myself sometimes when I do my gratitude um, in the morning, you know, like this morning I was thanking myself. I, I was saying I am grateful for the way that my mind works and the way that my mind processes things because that uniqueness is attracting some incredible things and incredible people into my life right now. And that's taking me a little bit to get to a place. And I'm not there fully. I still have the days where um, I'm self-deprecating and things like that. But um, that's definitely like growth for me to be at a place right now in my life where I feel comfortable saying I'm grateful for myself and I'm grateful for my mind and the way that it thinks and for the, the fact that it's um, always looking to go against the grain. I'm I'm very much grateful for that. And um, and I think that's just a, a beautiful thing. And I wish that all of us can get to that place where we can say it and believe it uh, and, and feel it each and every day. And I guess that's what my point is with this whole long winded analogy and examples and things like that. I, I hope that made sense for y'all.
Um, now, speaking of y'all, let's let's get your take on this uh, and, and hear what you have to say about gratitude in our Ask a Gringo segment. Ask a Gringo. All right, so for this, I simply asked y'all, what are you grateful for and why? And I just thought this was a good way to spread some positivity and some uplifting energy. So let's read a few of them right here. At El Padrino underscore 1987 says, the ability to be able to love in general because happiness can't exist without love. And that's beautiful. I love that. I mean, obviously, there are, are sadly a lot of people in this world who aren't able to experience love or express love um, due to you know dealing with different trauma and things like that. And you're, you're absolutely right. I think that happiness definitely starts with love and being able to have a love in your heart and, and love for others is definitely a shortcut to happiness for sure. At... Adri Reeve 94 says, for all the good and bad experiences, they have shaped me for the better. And that's a beautiful way to to look at at, at that. Because it's easy to bitch and moan about like negative things that have happened in our lives. But, but the reality is that I say this all the time. If you're able to zoom out and you look at life as a movie, a lot of those like down moments were just preparing you for the victories in your life, right? Like a lot of them, when you see it play back, you know. Uh, and you can look at it with like, you know, from the rearview mirror, you're like, shit, like all that needed to happen in order for this great thing to happen, right? Like there's a really dope quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson that I came across while doing all this. And it says, uh, cultivate the habit of being grateful for every good thing that comes to you and to give thanks continuously. And because all things have contributed to your advancement, you should include all things in your gratitude. And what he's saying is that like, the good, the bad, the ugly, those are all things that you need to express gratitude for because those things help shape and mold even the good things in your life. And even if it's not something you could see that's tangible, I can promise you those struggles um, you know, have contributed to giving you the mental tenacity to be able to take on other challenges in your life that inevitably will lead to success. And last one is at... AkikoDiedra.gw, if I fucked that up, I'm sorry, but uh, they said, I am grateful for the good health of me and my family and that everyone is doing well. And that's beautiful. And I think we all kind of have to realize, like, it's great to strive for things. It's great to strive for a bigger house, a nicer car, all, all of the above, right? A better paying job, all of the above. But I also think we have this idea that we need so much more than we actually do to be happy. Like, if you think about, you know, the indigenous people, they didn't have all of these crazy fucking materialistic things. Like it was a very simple life. And I'm not saying we should all go back to living in those times. But I think that this idea that we need, need, need more, more, more is just like a scarcity mindset that's been created by like this capitalistic society that we live in. Because when you look at a lot of those tribes um, you know, and, and, and obviously I'm speaking generally, but but certain tribes like the idea was that everybody was treated equally, essentially. Right. Like everybody ate the same portions, you know, everybody contributed, um, you know, to the, the quality of life for the tribe. But everybody essentially was treated pretty equally and that anybody that wanted excess um, and, and that was hoarding, let's say, food or something like that, like they were viewed as somebody having a mental illness, essentially, for wanting more than they needed. And again, I'm not saying that you shouldn't try, strive for more. Listen, I have my eye set on, you know, certain house in a certain neighborhood um, that would be an upgrade from where I have my, my current home that I have right now. And I don't think there's anything wrong with striving for that stuff. I think that you just have to make sure that the idea of not having those things does not become something that inevitably ends up bringing you down, essentially, right? So it's okay to strive for wanting a nicer car, but the problem comes into play when you allow yourself to become, you know, sad um, or self-deprecating because you don't have that car, right? Essentially, you know, understanding what is essential and being okay with essential. Everything else is just a bonus, you know, like having the essentials is the goal. Having health, having a roof over your head, not having to worry about, you know, if you're going to be evicted or if you're not going to pay your bills on time, like those are the essentials. Having your family healthy, those are the essentials. Everything else is okay to have, but understand that they should be looked at as a bonus and nothing more. And I guess that that's the point of it all. 
And that actually, I feel like, leads us into our conclusions, too. That actually probably is going to be a better conclusion, Stu, than anything I can come up with. But we'll try it uh, real quick. Uh, anybody that participated, I appreciate y'all. At DJ Dramos on Instagram, if you want to be a part of these conversations. And now, let's get into conclusion, Stu. Time for conclusion, Stu. All right, so I think the one thing that really sticks with me from this whole, these studies and everything, that line about like gratitude over happiness, like you should be chasing gratitude over happiness, essentially. And I think, and that makes sense to me because I think happiness is is a bit of like an asinine term, right? It's not tangible. Like it could be so many different things in different moments, right? But gratitude, I feel like, is a bit more of a finite thing. It is a bit more steady and stable because you're essentially saying, regardless of whatever's happening, whatever I do or don't have, I am grateful for this moment. And of course, that in turn leads to happiness. And I think that essentially what they're saying when they when they say that line is that gratitude is far easier to obtain. And as a result, of, of obtaining gratitude, you're inevitably going to land upon happiness. So that's why it's more important to strive for gratitude as opposed to happiness, because gratitude will lead you to happiness just by proxy of finding gratitude, essentially. And the last thing I'll say is kind of just piggybacking off of how I ended Ask a Gringo, and it's just recognizing what the essentials actually are. And again, you're, you don't have to feel guilty for want, for for striving for more but it is all how you view it, right? It's a very thin line upon how much uh, energy or emotion you give those things, right? Because oftentimes, and this happens to me, where we'll start placing too much value on the things that we're striving for. And what ends up happening is you start feeling sad about the fact that you don't have that thing that you're like looking at, right? Like I'm constantly looking on Zillow at like uh, properties or more investment properties. And at times I'll get frustrated and be like, damn, like, I wish I had, you know, some extra capital that I can go and invest in this property because I think it'd be a great, you know, uh, money maker. Or I'd love to live in that house in that neighborhood, like my dream house in, in my dream neighborhood. And I might get frustrated because it's like, fuck, I want to buy that house now because I love that house right there. And it's probably not going to be on the market when I am in a position to to actually be able to get it right. And and what happens with that is I start making myself feel bad about the fact that I'm not there. That's where the problem lies. Because I'm no longer looking at those things as a bonus. I'm now looking at them as a necessity for my happiness. And in doing so, I'm completely blocking out and ignoring what I actually do have, which is a property that I own, right? And regardless of it, if, if it's not the like end-all vision I have in my head, I still own my own property that, that nobody can can take away from me, right? And I need to remind myself to be grateful of that. And that's the point. I still have the essential a home that I can call my own, that I own, and that has enough space for me to do whatever I, I, I need to do. You know, I, I have my essential and I need to be grateful for that at the end of the day. And last thing I'll suggest is try try what I do when it comes to the um, things that you're grateful for. If you if you have the time to do a gratitude journal in the morning, uh, I would definitely do it. You could buy one of those ones on like Amazon or something like that where it's, um you know, really like nicely laid out for you. Uh, for me, what, what works and I know that I can do it when I'm you know, on the days where I, I don't feel like I have a, the ability to want to put an hour into like journaling and doing all these different meditations and things like that. What's been working for me consistently is when I'm taking a shower, um, is, is talking to myself and telling myself the three things uh, or three people that I'm grateful for and why I'm grateful for them. And that just instantly puts me in a good mood, helps me start my day in a, in a great place where I feel like I'm already winning because I'm listing the things that I do have, uh, you know, in abundance of in, in terms of the good feelings that these people or these things are giving me. And it's something that I would highly recommend y'all uh, maybe start trying and try making it a part of your daily routine to get to that place of of gratitude to hit upon all nine of those things I was talking about in earlier in the show. And with that said, thank y'all so much for tuning into another episode. I truly, truly do appreciate y'all. Thank you, everybody that's been reviewing the podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts. Shout out to Spotify that we were actually featured on uh, Spotify's podcast page. So that's absolutely incredible to see that kind of love. Uh, and, and again, shout out to y'all who've been leaving the, the reviews and the ratings. I really do appreciate y'all. I've, I've been uh, seeing them. So I thank y'all so much. Once again, if you can, you haven't yet, if you could leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and a nice little comment, I would greatly appreciate you. 
And if you could tell a friend about the podcast, that would be very helpful as well. I'm trying to grow this family that we got here, hopefully giving y'all some helpful and useful information. And also, I put out a song in two weeks ago called Prendelo with my homie uh, Zeta. So that's out right now. Just search Dramos on any streaming platforms. Y'all can check that out. And that's it. All right, I'm done done promoting. I'm going to let y'all get out of here. Uh, I'll catch you on Thursday for our Thursday Trends episode. And then after that, again, I'll be MIA for a week. Um, so no podcast next week. But before that, you got one more. I'll see y'all on Thursday. Stay safe. And I'll talk to y'all then. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of the Michael Tura Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.